Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Live from Eggplant Picture and Sound, it's Footy Prime the Podcast with Craig Forrest, James Sharman, and... Guys, where's where's Danny? Oh, I I heard that. He said... Uh, okay. Um, so we need somebody to cover. Uh, is that the janitor? Excuse me, sir. You, uh, you come in here. Would you mind being on the show today? What's your name, sir? Never heard of you. Uh, sorry, guys. So you'll uh, have to deal with this Brennan character. Put down your mop bucket and uh, away you go. This should be good. Thanks, JC. <laughs> Great. It's really... Christ, the best we could do was this guy. Really? I just think it's great that we're being progressive. I mean, usually Portuguesers are, are uh, stereotyped as builders, not cleaners. So I think that's positive. <laughs> I ain't going anywhere near that one. Trailblazer. Okay. So that's why your name is Dunlop. <laughs> Dunlop. <laughs> that Dunlop's to make it sound really Portuguese. Yeah. But yeah, I have to explain this all the time. So for your new listeners, uh, it's my mother that's Portuguese. Um, that's that. that's I why I don't, that. have the, I don't have the name. <laughs> But it's something that I feel like throughout my entire professional career, I'm constantly being asked to answer for. Did you know that his dad was a uh, professional race car champion? Race car driver, yes. F1. Not no. quite. That's an exaggeration. But it's but a hilarious a exaggeration that's happened over the years. How come that's years. the first time we've ever heard this? That's so odd. You've been listening to the Footy Show podcast, obviously, for many years. Yeah, in two, of him for years. not true. But what? we've only known him for 10 years, <laughs> 15 years. Yeah. What were you doing in 2008 on Mondays between 12 and 1? You didn't hear that story? Masturbation, always. <laughs> what was your mom's maiden name? Felix. Is that why you're Brendan Felix Dunlop? That's Felix is actually I my middle Felix name. I thought be a Christian. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. You thought Felix would be a what? Felix the Cat, like your Christian name, like a regular name. Oh, my Christian name. Okay. <laughs> yeah, no, not not like Felix the Cat. No, because I mean, you, you move like a cat. On the, <laughs> right, I am. Very, no, he doesn't. Very stealthy. Yeah. <laughs> a dead like one. A fat cat. A dead one that you hit on the road. Oh, there was a... Uh, I've, been, I've been playing with these 50-year-old construction worker guys, and uh, I had a real stinker on not, Sunday. Not to feed into the Portuguese uh, stereotype. No, just to talk about how, I, you know, COVID safe space, like obviously no one's getting within six feet of me. I can't get within six feet of anybody else. I mean, that was my point. 11 v. 11. And uh, this this guy looked at me and I think he played at the Club America, you know, U8s. He looks at me and he says, hey, take the emergency break off. <laughs> and he was right. You know, I've been, I've been running the whole time with the emergency break. Off. Yeah, exactly. That's a great insult. I never heard that before. Have you heard that before? I have heard that before. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not directed at you, though. No. 
That's a really good line, though. I'd never heard that before. Yeah. Ever. Must be some good lines in the, on the football pull field. On the, there. Pull on a caravan. That's a good one, Get too. Get that yeah. caravan off your back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. There's a couple phrases I've learned from Craig that I'd never heard before. Uh, on Saturday mornings, you'd, you'd, what did he just say? Uh, worm burner. I'd never heard that. Worm burner? Worm burner. When did he say that? Uh, when there was some, like some ball across the turf that they didn't lift, and he just blasted it across the I turf. I never heard you say that. I mean, I don't remember, but I know. I, I, <laughs> it's I, a phrase you've used. Yes, yeah, for sure. I it mean, is, yeah? It, yeah, it's familiar to so. you? Daisy cutter is one that I would have used. Yeah. Right? I've heard that before, right? I've heard that before, yeah. yeah. Have you heard of um, Florence and the Machine? <laughs> Another old joke from the footy show days. A uh, big band in the 80s, right? <laughs> exactly. She's Welsh? Yeah, that's right. right. That's right. Uh, throwback. Um, for the record, Danny is not dead. I, I was just joking. We wouldn't have been quite as... Oh, I thought you were serious. <laughs> you can take that what that smile off your face now, Craig. That's right. I was thinking um, he'd be in a big box. But but B's dad was a race car driver, and uh, that's pretty cool. He was. So he a went race from car a driver. champion Formula One driver to so he was a he was a driver. <laughs> did, he, did he own his own car? No, and it wasn't Formula One. No, he like lived in England for a few years. This is kind of where my English connection comes from. Um, and he went to a race car driver school somewhere near Norwich. And uh, did it for a short spell, and then realized, you know, you got to be super rich to do it, and and came back to Canada. That's right. It's a pretty cool story, though. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to think of that track. Really cool was it like Thetford or something? Uh, uh, I think Snetterton. Snetterton. Yeah. yeah okay. And got his uh, his limo Norwich. license, right? His so he's been driving nonstop limo, Uber, <laughs> yeah, taxi. Right. Can take a great <laughs> turn. He was actually a truck driver, not a eight, not a eighteen wheeler, but he was a truck driver for a while. So I always said, you, you've, you know, your your life has been uh, your life has been connected with your hands at the wheel. But you got your li- your your love for um, race car driving and championships and uh, auto, auto racing, racing from that, that for sure. Auto racing, yeah. I didn't from watch him, Saturday morning morning cartoons. I watched qualifying sessions. <laughs> like imagine that being four, being like, okay, Senna again, great. Can I watch cartoons? No, because we need to watch the post show. Let me ask you, Mick Schumacher, will he reach the heights of his father? I don't think so. I don't think anyone will. Well, I mean, Lewis, I mean, now but uh, I don't think anyone will be able to have that type of dominance uh, after Lewis as well. I just think it's 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 too tied to the car. And to be honest, with the wage cap coming in or the the budget cap, I can't see a team dominating in the Is same fashion. Is that going to be like financial did. fair play in football, or will it be relevant? No, I don't think it'll be irrelevant. It's, it, I think it's it's definitely going to have an impact in the beginning because of parity, because they need to, because Mercedes has run away with it for a decade now, and and it's it's you know for as as lovable as Lewis can be, um, I don't think it's been great for the sport at all, and they need to see the other teams. Um, be involved and play. Otherwise, if, if they can't compete, these other teams won't spend that money as as low as that budget cap is now. You could be talking about professional soccer at this point, right? Good. Isn't that interesting? You know how we, we do get bored at times of dominating teams, dynasties, right? But in football, it does somewhat have two or three teams at least that can win it. Whereas F1, it's, it's one, maybe two. One and a half every decide. season. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. Yeah, huh, interesting. What do you interesting. Th- since we're talking about money? One of the things that I wanted to get your take on was um, what it must be like to be in that Tottenham change room and look around at this new guy coming in who Daniel Levy is paying three hundred thousand pounds a week for, and that's only half of his salary. How would that feel? Pretty great because he's amazing still. You, I so, think. so if you're on thirty thousand pounds a week, that that's my number because Harry Redknapp said well, that yeah. once. Well, and then this is the whole. Tottenham 
philosophy, right? Yeah. And they haven't spent that amount of money, but they don't won either. I think it's a good move, isn't it? Do you think it's a good move? Yeah. What, what's the, the gamble is wages. That's it. It's a loan deal, right? Yeah. And the upside to this is enormous because Gareth Bale is still a proper footballer. He's not playing much at Real Madrid, How but that's not because of form. When does his contract run out? In the end of next season? I, or is he I going? Think, I think years. he might have another one after is that, he? yeah. yeah. So that, that was part of the problem. For whatever reason, they, re, they re-upped him. Um, and I, I don't know what the pay rise was, but, I mean, 600,000 pounds a week is insane. It's ownership, right, versus management there. And I'm surprised that Zidane's actually lasted this long. I guess winning La Liga helps because they, they wanted Bale to play. They brought him in. They re-signed him. This is all yeah. against Zidane. Zidane wanted this guy gone from day one for whatever reason. Right. So, And that brief period there, I forget which six managers were there in between, but there was that brief period when Zidane wasn't about and Bale was getting a run, you thought, okay, this is the this is the Bale that they bought and like he's, he still got it. It's just it didn't, for whatever reason, didn't work with... With Zidane, and now Zidane's back, and he's been frozen out. But Craig, I mean, the Premier League is not MLS, right? So everyone's making a decent buck there. Now, obviously, not Gareth Bale money, but I can't imagine there was much envy towards other players in the room, isn't it? Well done, good for you for making the money. Yeah, no, but yeah, exactly. It would certainly open up some opportunities, maybe some conversations for yourself, you know, moving forward. But generally, when that sort of thing happened. You look at Bale and go, yeah, good for you. And he is. He was at Real Madrid for years. He's still got a lot to give, I think. I hope he does. I mean, I think he does. He's, I mean, it's not miles in, the, miles in the clock. I mean, he hasn't, he hasn't played much. No. And for Wales, he's always great. And even if he has a couple of years, if he can do well over the next few years, even on loan, he's going to get another big move. Mm-hmm. Although he'd be 33 by then. Yeah, but he's he still... Around. All depends on his health, fitness, how he's living, and everything. Mm-hmm. He could end up at Everton. Who knows? Well, they're the team to to land at this point, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, my God, there's a lot of sides that are exciting. Like Everton, look at like where are Wolves going to end up this year? Playing today, we should mention that Wolves playing City later today. Um, obviously, before recording, um, the Blades Sheffield United playing at the moment against Aston Villa. They're down a man. Twitter's exploding because of the red card to to um, the Blades. Uh, I I just be following this through Thomas Dobby on Twitter. Thomas Dobby, who you may or may not know, is a producer at Tim and Sid at Sportsnet, former Footy Show producer, um, the most one-eyed, blinkered, one-eyed United fan United you will ever meet, and Blue Jays fan, and Blue Jays fan. Just follow Tom. If you don't follow sports like baseball or even even football, not that you'd be listening to this podcast, just follow Tom, and you'll just see what what deep dark holes a sports fan can crawl into <laughs> in the course of ninety minutes or you yeah. know three hours in the case of baseball. We're talking about that blind faith. It exists. He is Ray Charles, Charles of, yeah. of football fandom. There's a lot of like tons of people like that. If their team is playing and a, if it's a penalty decision that it's fifty fifty, you know which way it's going <laughs> in yeah. their minds. It's you mean you're, you're a huge sports fan. You love your actors, for example, right? Let's, yeah. let's not include football here, but say say would you say basketball is your second sport as far as being a fan? Well. But you, yeah, probably. I mean, but you can watch Raptors and you can watch yeah. it with an impartial eye. Oh, for sure. Yeah, watch it differently. There's a lot of similarities with basketball and and football, like the movement, mm-hmm. pass ball movement, pace of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, I never had your experience in football, but when playing five aside or six aside, I always find the people who played basketball have a much better understanding of adapting that game. Mm-hmm. And then you have a libero center back who ends up being a point guard. If you can run that mm-hmm. in five-a-side football, you can be hugely successful. Yeah. 
just don't have me on your team. Yeah. That's why playing multi-sports as a kid is beneficial yeah. for whatever it is you want to direct yourself to eventually if you're good at something in particular. But Looking at the athleticism of basketball players, though, I mean, surely they could turn that into a soccer career. It's well, been discussed a lot, right? You know, it's it? true. Um, but their height becomes almost a hindrance, a hindrance to them. Look at Siakam. I mean, he was a soccer player. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, outside of being in goal, you can't have a six yeah. foot eight right back. <laughs> no. It'd be kind of cool to watch, though, wouldn't it? Yeah. Center back, though. Couldn't yeah. You? Like a Usain Bolt guy. I mean, he's six foot five. Five, I think so. Right? Yeah. yeah. Like, he's big. He's my height. But there's only one Usain Bolt. He's a freak. It's I say incredible. that with the best and all the respect in the world. Yeah. There's no, not many Usain who Bolts who move that way. Six foot five could Jesus. move like that. Move but like why do you that. think you can have a six foot eight fullback? Because he paces the thing, isn't it? That fullback well, mobility, position. I think mobility. You, need, you know, are you, how quick is, you know, is you playing against somebody like a messy size or something like that? Yeah. It's quickness, not speed, right? Yeah. Like getting a yard past somebody who's six eight. I mean, there's yeah. very few guys. Think about the nutmeg possibilities. <laughs> well, that, that there's that, which is yeah. which is why I think at center back they'd be more vulnerable. Maybe, but at least at center back, if you're really big, yeah, yeah. you can center you can use your height just to your advantage. Center backs, yeah, six four, six five, right? Not not that many, but there's some. Yeah. I guess I'm picturing though, if they're playing football and they're six eight, I'm actually picturing someone like Usain Bolt who's fast. So like, why wouldn't you put him on the wing back? Well, because he's six eight and two eighty, and he plays in the NBA under the basket. Oh, that guy! Oh, yeah. you're p- putting Kelly Olynyk at right back. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that exactly. Work. Okay, <laughs> yeah. who's that? Uh, he plays for the Miami Heat. Okay, he's big. He's Canadian. British Columbia. Oh, good, oh, does he? Good yeah. BC boy. Yeah, second most uh, famous sports export from BC after Craig. Third, <laughs> Steve Nash, Terry Fox. I mean, not an athlete, but. As oh, such. yes. But. <laughs> right, but well known. Yeah, yeah. he should be on our money. Yeah, should. Yeah. Mm. I remember being, uh, I was a kid in Portugal, and there was, standing in line at the airport, there was some uh, Brit who heard us have some conversation. He says, oh, you're Canadian. Oh, I love the ice hockey there. Uh, do you know Joe Sackage? <laughs> <laughs> and I went, no. And he's like, oh, Joe Sackage, he's, he's quite famous sportsman. Uh, yeah, I believe he plays in uh, in America. I look at my brother who's like Joe. eight and he goes does he mean Joe Sackick yeah. and I was like I think he does I think he does but his pronunciation the true pronunciation of his name would be would be Sackick yeah. Yeah, yeah proper proper Brit yeah remember um, the man it, not uh, Sackick he's a Canadian obviously. boy um, and um, with the same sort of situation was that I'm trying to think of his name in hockey no soccer oh oh the with Defender yeah, midfield defender. Did he play with with Dwayne at DC? Yeah, yes. He's still playing, I think. Yeah, or coaching or something like that. But anyway, the the Croatian. That's guy. great when they don't know the name. Yeah, on the I podcast. have no idea what you. Either <laughs> way you well, talk remember about. that Joe guy, right? You know, so Sakic, really, right? So you kind of just went with it. Does DC United player that had the same issue? Well, there's a Canadian, Canadian player. Oh, Canadian player. Yeah. Uh, and, I'm using Jasic. Oh, oh, anti Jasic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. He had a number of pronunciations. Well, he was in LA you, for a while too. Jasic, Jasic, but is truly Jasic, right? So, right. But if that's the way his name is pronounced, so when you're broadcasting, of course you're getting hammered by Croatians, and <laughs> you're pronouncing his name wrong. You right. know what I mean? Yeah, you can't win. Yes, yeah. You can't win. Yeah. It's like, well, that's the way he wants to pronounce. So. So have a word I, with him. I always wondered about that when you're pronouncing, you know, covering sports and, and you're pronouncing names. Should you pronounce it 
the way it's pronounced in the native language or do you anglicize it? I don't know why you'd anglicize it. I know we do, but why, why Why? do we? Why do we just keep... If it's, in, if it's Antich, for example, in Croatia, then it should be Antich in Canada. I think when the Americans landed in New York, they, uh, whatever their name was, they would just sort of bastardize it to yeah, try and sound more English. They couldn't handle it. Too yeah. confusing for those Americans. Yeah, that's a fact. Uh, Antti Azic, by the way, um, never played for DC United. I'm thinking of someone else. LA for, he's it, for under Yalop, yeah. uh, would have been for That's a while. Right. And he's retired, Antti Azic. Yes. Yeah. It was your birthday yesterday, Craig. Happy birthday. Thanks, buddy. Yeah. Happy birthday. It's a good day. Lots on. Golf. Yeah. NFL, Lots of golf. So you just didn't leave the couch, basically? Liverpool playing. Didn't get bugged by anyone, just laid in your couch. Pretty just much, yeah. a good day. Just have to say thanks for, you know, when people say happy birthday, you kind of feel... Did you have, like, copy and pasted, like, yeah, thanks. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> it does that in our no. WhatsApp group anyways, doesn't it? It tells you what to say. Yeah, yeah. Like, happy birthday, Craig. Predictive text. Thanks. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, every time I text them, I get a, hope you are keeping safe and well. Yeah. It's like, oh, he's still got it set for March, is auto-reply. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> I'm teasing. No, you're right, though. Well, I mean, <laughs> I mean, I just, it's just a pleasantry, right? Yeah. Hope you're well. Well, of course. So Fine. a lot of the, the footy prime stuff is like... Well, things you can't discuss. One word, one word answers. Yeah. Thumbs up. Dickio's X-rated on our... our, our I know, eh? Lucky. He, should, he could be in jail, that guy. Yeah, he should yeah. be. He's a villain. He's a true villain. Yeah. No, I'm a villain. And I've sacrificed watching them to be here with you idiots. <laughs> yes, it's you true. The score is, are you trying I do not want to know what the score is. I'm going to watch it on demand, which the digital capabilities allow me to. I can just, I've muted my notifications. I'm going to go back to some streaming what service. What an asshole. I know. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not one novella. You know, he it, wishes. It's one novella. <laughs> I, will, I will say it was a lot harder. I couldn't imagine being... My dad had it bad being an F1 fan. Like in the nineties, if if someone had watched it, they'd spoil it for you. But chances are, here, no one had seen it because it was on tape delay by like twelve hours. Like Ayrton Senna's when Ayrton Senna died, that race didn't air for fifteen hours. It aired it at night. Was it when so, it did air? Do you remember it airing? Was it? Yeah, it was. Did the, it cut it the, out the, uh, the no, no. They, I be, no. no, I'm I'm almost positive that they. There wasn't many angles it. of it, was there? No, there wasn't many angles, and it didn't look that bad. At the time, you know, he just hit the yeah. wall and hit it obviously at great speed. But who had the who had the broadcast then? Was it CBC still? Remember they no, CBC? No, it was TSN. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they think so. do like an eleven o'clock, eleven thirty after sports line. Well, no, so I don't know what the sports desk like model was at the time. But this race would have been on at nine a.m. And why they couldn't have aired it at nine a.m. To be honest, it could have been a satellite thing, could have been a technical thing, or maybe it was a rights deal. But they would regularly run these races, you know, at night so they could get an audience. I think. But in this particular case, it was you know one of the most uh, impactful and and sport changing races. And Vic Router would know. Later, mm-hmm. would have been Vic Router. He would, yeah. I bet it was actually. Yeah, I bet it was. When I watch F one and and like the broadcast starts, I still hear Vic Router. It's Formula One. On we, we, we gave Vic some love. Was it last podcast? Wasn't it last week? We're all yeah. huge Vic Router fans. Yeah, yeah me too. Craig, Craig loves the curling, as we now know. Was there any curling on TV yesterday while you were enjoying your your curling? birthday? No, there's no curling going it's on. It's not the season? No. no all the producers are season. playing golf and <laughs> hanging out. It's got to be a good... Is it uh, COVID safe to be to be in a curling rink in a Von Spiel? I don't know. We're going to find out, I guess. Like curling with gloves? Hmm. They haven't done any professional None curling events since. During the pandemic. 
But are they usually during the pandemic? Oh, I mean, well, back. back. When, when does the season start for curling? Well, in February, they were doing curling. Uh, Kevin Pratt and the producers up there were doing curling in February, March. Was there a briar this year or was it cancelled? No. It was cancelled? No, that was before. Was it? Yeah, the the, the Scotties and the Briar. Was oh, they got those in February. Yeah. Oh, it's early in the year, but right. I think the curling season runs from now that <laughs> the, the TV podcast now that the TV companies are in. We're <laughs> talking about bloody curling now. Jesus, yeah. let's, get, let's get back to football. Sorry, I've yeah. totally derailed this. <laughs> what do you make of Chelsea against Liverpool? Uh, well, I mean, obviously going down a man, it's it's tough to gauge, but they are going to take some bedding in, shall we say? I think it's fair to say, right? Against that Liverpool team, who even before the sending off, I mean, they were, I thought, in, in, in control. Yeah. I mean, my God, they're looking pretty good. They're looking hungry. Kepa is having one. Oh. I, so What's happened? Explain us how a guy that was at one point worth £75 million can become. Yeah. I'd who, be better in I always wonder who who was it that thought he was worth £75 million? It was strange because he came after Allison, right? Like soon after. And it was like, what? it was popular to just spend massive amounts of money on goalkeepers who you think is yeah. going to be able to. Is it a confidence issue or is he just shit? Oh, yeah. He's, of course, he's just, yeah. He's not that. He's a young lad, too. Can you can you tell so, by the way Chelsea play, the defenders play, that they just have no faith in him as well? No, I don't think it's that. No. I mean, as a defender, you're, you're just going to, you can't rely on that. It's not your decision. Do you have sympathy for him? As a former keeper, do you know what he's going through? Yes, I mean you mentioned in one of your tweets about that sorry incident. Yeah, when, you know he's a dickhead in that yeah, situation. He, he didn't react very well, to come on but can't judge somebody on just one sure can. thing. But like that, that's <laughs> what we do in the media. Yeah, exactly. That seems like a character-defining <laughs> moment. Like when his time ends, the montage that Sky Sports run is going to absolutely include that. Whether it leads or, or caps with that, that will be in there. Scotty Pippen. We still remember, like, if you're thinking about a defining moment for Scotty, he gets when he didn't go on for the last shot. Yeah, that Tony Kukoc, Kukoc, whatever. But that's defined his career. That one thing, even though he won what five or six with Jordan, could be the same. Has it really defined his career? It comes up every single time. Yeah, I mean, you talk you, about I don't follow it Scottie. closely enough. Yeah, it comes up a lot. But I think for Keppa, it's it's thinking that he leaves Chelsea in a failure like I can't, I can't see him turning it around them winning titles and he leaves in two years as a winner mm-hmm. it's possible but I don't see that happening the problem with him is he's on massive money yeah massive has to be yeah who can afford him right yeah, who can Chelsea afford has him? to eat some of that the yeah point. it'll be like a real Madrid bail thing where yeah. oh, well, we'll, yeah. we'll pay her half his wages maybe that's not enough but there's got to be admirers and supporters of this guy somewhere around especially in Spain who, who he's country. young enough that he's very very good and that they'll give him a chance, maybe not at those wages, but they'll, well, they'll that's you know, right. like yeah. I said, do a bail deal. Yeah. But I mean, put us into his head, like as a goalkeeper that's struggling, is a ball looking smaller? Are you, are you questioning <laughs> it every time it's coming towards you? Like what, what is a, a goalkeeper without confidence? He's got jitters with everything, the ball being played back to him. I mean, that was a pretty simple ball that he, you know, like, it's not difficult. Mm-hmm. I mean, they do that in training. They'll be doing sessions against, the reserves or rush, young lads just saying, okay, you just chase all our players down. We're just going to keep it in the in our third. And just, you know, they could do that all day. You should be able to do that all day. Because he didn't seem to be that rushed on that kick. No. Right? I mean, I know mane has got some great, you know, he doesn't stop. Yeah. Well, but at, at first, like, okay, this is a rudimentary clearance. Just get rid of it. Yeah. And no, he, he blows it. 
Look, as someone whose athletic career has been devastated by a lack of confidence, I can tell you <laughs> that's what I see with him. Okay, that's yeah. definitely what I see with Kevin. Everything, and it, he doesn't want shots. He doesn't. He's been want letting them go underneath him in Brighton game. Yeah, it it, it back passes. It, it truly does seem like he's that that player that that is just praying the clock goes by faster, and that yeah. the, he never f- sees a shot. Like how many how yeah. many players? do you know that would be like oh i'd be happy to just do nothing today not many they want to be in on it whether you know they, they want to be challenged whereas yeah. he well, just if he wants went to five get games without touching the ball he'd be delighted he just wants to get <laughs> get to the end with nobody yeah, talking like Ryan and yeah. and he think, needs a stretch of games because i mean the the big thing about the the premier league goalies compared to the rest are that you, you just don't make many mistakes you know mm-hmm. you, the goals that go in and they they should go in and the ones you should save you save and you you you, you command your box and you distribute the ball well don't Simple. make mistakes simple and some well and the ones you do way make you got to hope you get away with them yeah yeah well did you ever have a season that you struggled and how did you get out of the funk because i wanted to say the word funk it's <laughs> a great word and you say it very well thank you um more so coming out of injuries and trying to get your fitness and that sharpness back Seeing the ball really well. So Just was like it, anything, was it know, handling like, the ball more or getting used to the game, kind of moving, getting it to the slow point again? Because I know, right, exactly. Av- like athletically, sometimes things are happening so fast. Yeah, you're just like, what the? Yeah. Where'd the ball go? And then other times, you're everything's it's happening slow motion. So slow. It's yeah. easy. You talk about that in any sport, baseball, hitting the ball, or you know. So whatever. I would think that being your, your shot stopping comes back quicker than your just commanding and, and understanding. Yeah, is that fair? It's to usually say? where the mistakes are going to come on decisions. Yeah, you know, coming for the through ball and that depth. You know, you're know, you going to beat Monty by a foot, or is he going to beat you by a foot? And yeah. Did you get inside your own head a lot or not? Were oh, you yeah, able all to? The time. You would, yeah. Yeah. How would you get out of it? Fuck. He's still trying to figure it out. <laughs> a lot of marijuana. Oh, he's he's no. the king of his own head. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Can't figure it out. <laughs> it's like a plate of spaghetti, man. Just, just turning that fucking shit around. <laughs> Is there enough red sauce on that? Yeah. What's going yeah. on? No, no. But it, yeah, played on my mind. I chase all the time. Really? So oh. we, 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 you take it home with you all the. You yeah. wouldn't sleep. Or yeah, we just sleep. Yeah. Take it out in the misses. Like no. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not suggesting beating her. Jesus. I'm just saying, were you a prick? Well, neither you know, was I. You... <laughs> I wasn't suggesting you were suggesting way, that. Were you? No. Yeah. I mean, would you be tough to live with in those moments, or would you... No, just retreat. Retreat, really? Yeah? And, and how would you... Just deep in thought, you know, for Thursday, Friday, leading up to the games. <laughs> so yeah. Just not, but not uh, yourself. You just, yeah. I, I could see... And I enjoyed night games once I got there, but the whole day dealing with the... Thinking of the game going, I yeah. you know if I if I had my choice, I would start at noon. Mm. Yeah, the noon get over done with. Yeah, you're just straight there and yeah. And night games are abnormal anyway because you for the most part you you have that three o'clock or or. Well, yeah, but you play a lot of midweek Tuesday Wednesday games. Yeah, cup games. But over the course of the season, I mean, you, it might be a fifth of, this, of your games are not matinees. Uh, but more than that. Yeah. Yeah. Throws off the routine though. Because when you're when you're not p- playing, when your training routine would match a, a Saturday match day almost, right? Yeah, but you're usually playing. You'll play the generally two games a week. Yeah. There'll be something scheduled in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you right. two games a week. I was happy with the two games. I like the Saturday, Tuesday, day off, Wednesday, 
recover Thursday, good session Friday. Yeah. And did you have a – sorry, I, I'm so curious of this now, though, talking yeah. about Keppa and that. Did you have, like, a sports psychologist that to, within the team or within the league to, to call up and mm. talk to? Actually, we did. I mean, going back to Ipswich, even way back in those days, they were quite ahead of the curve as far as having sports psychologists and had some very interesting guys come in. Were they accepted by the players? For the most part. Remember a guy, Trevor Putney, he was a, everybody was laying on the, the deck. They had, they had a, this guy is laying, he's speaking softly, and he's like trying to get into the heads of the players and imagine you, you know, a ball coming into the box and you're just striking it perfectly into the top corner. And you know, just realization. Have, yeah, realization. You know, this going through your head and this is going over and over. <laughs> Trevor Putney goes, you know, fucking hell, I keep hitting the crossbar. <laughs> <laughs> And then the manager, Fudo Putney, it's always you making a joke. <laughs> you ruined everything. Yeah. And then so Bobby Ferguson started. Is Putney the one who kept his Johnson out during the photos? Yes. That's right. right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Ruined Good memory, the- Wonger. Of course, wow. that's what you remember. Yeah. Trevor I've been Putney. in that that's place right. where he I ruined a photo or two. Absolutely legendary. Yeah. Took the photo. His lunch kit hanging out. <laughs> and. They printed thousands and thousands of these massive posters, right, for fans and whatever. And they don't even realize until after they're all printed <laughs> that he's got his todger out. That's amazing. Yeah. Trevor Putney. Yeah. Where's he now? I think we discussed this before, haven't we? Do you know what he's doing? I don't know what he's doing. Would he be a good guest in the He'd podcast? be in London somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Um, did you ever lose you lose your position to poor form? Um, even for a few games? Yeah, yeah, I would think so. Mostly injuries, though, or something yeah, like that came up. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I can imagine that's got to be so difficult as an athlete, especially a goalkeeper, to be told, you know what, you're just not good enough right now. We're bringing in the number two is now the number one. Yeah, I mean, that's got to get inside. Well, your head. I mean, there came a person. time when I was in my thirties where when Richard Wright was coming through at Ipswich. Yeah, he was in the yeah. heels. But I, right? I mean, I, I Richard was great, and and. Great kid and worked with him when he was a 12-year-old. He was a fantastic goalkeeper. And I always thought he would play for England, which he did. I just thought he would play more. He was just a really hungry, really hungry kid. He came through then when he went to the, Arsenal and then went to Everton. Yeah. Chris Kirkland came through the he, same he, time, didn't I he? I think he was happy making a lot of money on the bench. Oh, yeah. So didn't have that. Carlo Cudicini. Then he went to Man City and mm-hmm. was four string on a million quid a year. Yeah. I think that... Because he was going to, Frank Yellett wanted him at San Jose. And he was like, oh, yeah, I'll sign him in a heartbeat. But he's like, he can go to Man City and make five yeah. times as much more than I can pay him here. And he doesn't have to play. Yeah. yeah. And he didn't obviously want to play bad enough. <laughs> I could take that role quite easily, couldn't you? Just Fourth well, you get to a stage. You get to a stage in your career where, yes, you yeah. can. Yeah. yeah. The hunger. Do you, is there a moment when that hunger goes or you, you sense it tangibly disappearing? Well, you, you know your age, your age as well, but you, you know if you like, I was there. So when I got into my seventeenth, eighteenth year, it was a long time, long career, yeah, yeah, yeah it's a long time. So, mm, so I was really quite happy with the way things went, and West Ham was a ton of fun, playing mm. or not playing. It was just always a great characters. There's a few goalkeepers that you know. I think we think of that the position as as being an older man's position. 
right? And it's starting to shift now. Obviously, the money for Kepa. I think Allison's yeah. only what twenty six, maybe twenty eight. But you think yeah. about some some of these guys, and Pickford's one of them, who um, have a lot of success really early. But then they get to about thirty, and they just kind of fall by the wayside. I mean, obviously, Joe Hart to me stands out. Yeah. Um, the Bosnian who played for Canada under twenty, old Stoke keeper. Oh, Begovic, yeah. yeah. Who's is he at the back of a Juventus now? But there was a period. There was a period there where he just sweet had fallen off. He was the second guy at Bournemouth. Yeah, right. And uh, even though he's just you know early thirties, I think it comes down to guys that want to go to the 36, 37, 38 is down to money. Yeah, he's been making a ton of money. Mm-hmm. Another one, you, you sit at Chelsea making four million quid a year doing nothing and after a couple of years of that that's not bad yeah now if you have to play to get your paycheck things change yeah he's at milan right now by the way ac milan okay yeah he had been playing um see that's some, a great club to be sitting out if you're back up could be worse right yeah could be worse great experience that's what i always found like with even guys that go to play in China, yeah, they're doing it just for the money. But it, guys like Terry, who went, obviously wasn't making a massive amount of money, but what an experience. Yeah, to see the world. Right. Just culturally to discover yeah. that. Right? I think you're great. great in it. I think I've said before, I've got so much respect for players that maybe not have the quality to be a top league player, you know, their whole careers, but they allow the game to mm-hmm. travel the world and mm-hmm. experience. Well, the guys in the CPL, you're like, guys are playing in Azerbaijan. Yeah. And, Hungry and, and when you retire, you got some stories to tell. Yeah, right. Your life's Bella not boring. Bruce. What the fuck? I, mean, I think they'd all rather be making you know <laughs> two million a week playing uh, at the yeah, but <laughs> they just love it so that. much. Yeah. Still, but still, you get to a stage in your life if you're making that sort of money, and you're like, you know, do I start to build something else when yeah. I'm in my late twenties making? It's that moment, right, when you realize yeah. I'm not going to make it. That's when you got to hope you have a family that's supporting you through it all. Yeah, which w- is rare in football. Could you imagine the Amazon Prime documentary when Rowan Ricketts went to India? Any that of his clubs would be great. Yeah, any of his clubs would have been. It would have been. He brilliant. must have had some classics that on camera would have been amazing. Yep, I think there was. A, there's a YouTube <laughs> series, or that maybe there was until there was like a FIFA court incident. Uh, but when he was in Moldova, that was kind of at the start of this 24 uh, seven. Every team would do their own. A type of, uh, I was going to say filmography, but their own type of documentary content. And it was Ricketts doing it all. And uh, so I remember some of these clips, like they were they were fishing for their own lunch. Um, now, maybe this was supposed to be, maybe this was supposed to be a recreational day, but that absolutely was the deal. If you didn't catch in this pond, you were not eating, right? At, at this <laughs> retreat that they were on. And they're all in their track tops in the middle of Moldova, yeah, yeah. right? And just, you'd see like what a couple of... What that teaching them? I'm trying no to think. Idea. There's got to be a psychological reason for this exercise. You know? If you don't catch a fish, yeah. you're you not Teach a man to fish. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, yeah. you're going to be hungry. Yeah. It's not <laughs> difficult, Charms. <laughs> it's actually because we can't afford to feed you. You have to get yeah, exactly. catch a fish. No money. Have you had Ricky on here before? Uh, no, we haven't. Th- that no. Moldova experience, that was a time. For yeah. yeah. He ended up... Um, Going through FIFA, I think, didn't he? That's to, to what it was referring to, yeah. Yeah. I mean, he played everywhere. Yeah. He's one of those guys, though, he, you know, wherever he's laying his hat's home, isn't it? Yeah. Like, he, seriously, he could go anywhere in the he, world. He and meets he just, people and makes friends wherever he goes. Yeah, yeah. he does, yeah. yeah. He's quite a character. Yeah, he really is. 
Um, but yeah, do you think? I mean, talking back to being you know the, the psychological aspect of, of football and goalkeepers, do you have some sympathy and understanding of strikers because both positions you're seen. Uh, you stand out more than a midfielder or a defender, yeah. right? And you're gauged mm-hmm. on how well you're playing goal and how many saves you make and how many goals you score as a striker. Yeah, yeah, really. I mean, you look at where is, that is another reason why I think even goalkeepers playing out or at some stage in their career or even training, getting understanding of the geography and the differences it is for players. Then they kind of understand. That's when I understood when I went to England. Oh, okay, communication and that's why it's so important because I always thought about communication. Didn't know what to say as a goalie, being a young goalie to mm-hmm. seniors. And what do I say? You know, in the yeah. room you're talking about? Or no, no, on, on the, the field, field, like on the field way itself. hold, like you know, yeah. man on. You know, because I mean, you have to be commanding. A good goalkeeper will yell and yeah. scream at his defenders. I remember being but... sixteen. I was like, "Have it away!" And they went, "Have it away!" That's like shagging the missus. Have it away. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So like, you know what I mean? So I was just like, "Oh, jeez!" Now all of a sudden, it's like my terminology isn't right. <laughs> so when do you feel comfortable in goal? What point at Ipswich did you say, I actually feel now part of the boys. I can say what I want to whoever. 16 is tough, obviously. 16, probably 19. 19, yeah. yeah. Three years in the club at that point. You're yeah. pretty cemented there, right? Yeah. yeah. And it you, feels like and a lifetime. And 19, you were, you were the number one at that yeah. point too, right? Yeah, 19. Well, I just looked up Trevor Putney as maybe the worst Wikipedia I've ever seen. Basically just says Trevor Putney. Was a former football player. Yeah. <laughs> I've said it's like no idea where he is. Legend. But the other thing is, he's seven years older than Craig. Yeah. So there were like full grown, yeah. like at nineteen, talking about the you know the locker room or even on field. Yeah. It must have been hard to find your voice sometimes when you're. Yeah, like I was lucky because thirty five year old man. I was really fortunate because Frank Yallop was three years older than me. Uh, family living in New Westminster, British Columbia. And Knew him briefly before I actually went over there. So he was a great guy to go, you know, and, and then he was in the first team. Um, so we used to hang out and go out and just sort of got into, you know, going out with the first team players as, as a youngster. And Yeah, it really helps, right? Having that arm around your shoulder. Yeah. A guy that's already part of the group. Yeah. And is respected by his teammates, right? Yeah. Like, this kid's all right. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I had that experience at the score with Sharman. Did you? I was like, yeah. The Charmin brought me around. So then, you know, for for at least while the time Charmin was there, some of those other guys had to act like they respected me. Yep, <laughs> exactly. I said, listen, stick stick with me, but you will we'll take care of you. You know, I'm going to give you your first shot at live television. Okay, <laughs> don't fuck it up. B shows up late for that first show. Did he? I don't remember that, but I did have you a were, beard. You were late for your first. You made it on air. It's. I had a beard. This is the one when you threw to me as like our official Portugueser. Maybe, and, yeah. I, and right, as soon Portuguese as he said that, user. that's what he said. And there was like this, <laughs> it was this beautiful passing jib shot. He's like, "Yeah." He's like, "For all you Portugueseers out there that say I hate you, it's yeah. not true." Now we have one of our own, and he throws to me. And just as he says that, and the jib pans, I'm thinking, "My name is going to come up, yeah. Brendan Dunlop." <laughs> no one's going to understand that. And then, sure enough, this is this is before Twitter. This was like Facebook. After the show, I get back to the desk, and I have these three messages from all from Portuguese names, people who weren't friends, strangers I didn't know. And uh, one of them was just explain. Hey, did Charmin say you're Portuguese? How's that? Hey, man, are you Portuguese? I think I heard that on TV. They explain. Didn't, they didn't see you barbecuing mackerel in the backyard. It's, <laughs> it's starting. <laughs> it would been so much easier if your dad was Portuguese. You could change your name. I like my name. It's a great name. 
but yeah. it's just a bit confusing there. So it's a bit good golf balls. Dunlop, yeah, good shoes and tennis rackets. Right. I'm wearing. No, I'm not wearing Dunlops. However, these Addies I'm wearing were based in the old. Uh, old school Dunlop uh, tennis shoe Dunlop tennis shoe yeah right. yeah yeah on grass those ones that's right yeah back in the day Dunlop we used to call you didn't we <laughs> I have it on the back of a couple of uh, co-ed league shirts you, you also have Brenaldo, don't you that was another one dear god that was a that was a high school nickname. <laughs> what a twat dear god <laughs> <laughs> if Ronaldo only knew <laughs> please don't take he, your shirt off of Ronaldo, did, he not, did he not just score in, is this those 18 straight seasons he scored in the in a in a league top flight yeah. is it 18 flight. straight well, 18 straight 2003 he joined uh united there you go Pirlo's uh, first that 11 is, looked interesting uh, that actually. is insane when you think about it no it's we, just, we've, we've just got <laughs> so numb to the fact that him and Messi are just... That's so true. All those right? records, they, they, what they have been doing, we just, to give a granted... Everybody like, just and wants to compare the two sing, of them. Yeah, how about we just celebrate years, each guy? Like, it's, it's like the guy just, that's a incredible. robot. It's incredible. And, yeah. and, and that, still in the Ballon d'Or conversation every year. Yeah. Yes. He's what, 36? We won't appreciate it. will be 36 in February. We won't appreciate it until they, they retire, you know, which for Ronaldo might be another yeah. 10 years from now. But, you know, we won't really appreciate them until then. And we realize, man, there's some really good players right now. That, that Mbappe kid's really good. That Alexander Arnold's really good, but you know what? They're just not quite Messi and Ronaldo. Yeah, that's what's going to happen. I think. I mean, well, can you? look look at Zlatan now. Uh, not obviously not at that level, but he's playing at AC Milan at 38 after having spent two years or a year and a half in MLS. Yeah, I can definitely see Ronaldo playing at PSG. You know, uh, somewhere else in in Europe before. Before going to China or Miami, Mike Tyson is playing Miami. Roy Jones Jr. Right? Yeah, we and talked about Ty- that last week. We did, yeah. And Tyson looks incredible. He does. He's fifty-four now. Yeah. Right, and he's trying all sorts of stuff: stem cell therapy, yada yada. You know, fifty-four now is not what it used to be. Thirty-three is not what it used to be. Fifty-three, Craig. Fifty-three is, is exactly <laughs> what it used to be. <laughs> well, you try and sign up for some stem cell therapy. What was the? It's got to be something in Toronto somewhere that does it. Give it a whirl. No, no, you gotta what, go to Croatia for that. <laughs> you, you gotta go to Croatia for that. What was the remember? No, it's a blood. It was cow's blood, wasn't it? No, placenta. Placenta. It was like cow's placenta. The, yep. This this Croatian woman. That was woman. when um, Beckham did his metatarsal, wasn't it? And, oh, and Beckham might have been the star. He was sent out they, to. They eat it or lay on it or lay it on you. No, they did. They inject it into them. I think that's what it was. And they yeah. rub. The, it might have been a double thing. They would rub it on the outside and then they actually injected some of it into you. So there's no probably scientific evidence that just the bounce back, like whoever this star could be, was. That could be though stem cell therapy is related to that because what the placenta is so about? rich <laughs> in, in nutrients, <laughs> and I'm sure, isn't it? Because that's why animals eat the placenta when they give birth. Animals do that because it's so so good and so rich in nutrients and minerals. No, because remember they had uh, <laughs> Michael J. Fox. <laughs> they'll that. eat. They'll eat anything. Michael J. Fox with his Parkinson's, they did a stem cell thing in his brain, and mm-hmm. they said it worked out a little bit. Yeah, mm. you know, popped his cap and shot some stem cells into his brain. Really, but yeah. a cow's oh, yeah, placenta just, is a different yeah. level. That's not quite the same. Uh, Why horse You're placenta? So dismissive. Oh, sorry, it horse was placenta. Definitely, as soon as he said cow's was it placenta, horse? I knew it was wrong. Keep horse well, placenta. Well, all placenta yeah. is, is yeah, yeah. obviously full of but, nutrients. But I just remember w- this is, goes back to. Uh, being at the footy show daily, and this was what we were talking about. I don't know it was Rooney. It was some prominent person. And then some American went. And it was like Tony Romo or somebody had heard of this star that uh, in Europe that did it. And then they went. 
came back and were successful. If you Google horse placenta, um, it comes up horse placenta benefits, and then after that, horse placenta face mask. Oh, God. Something to think about. Lay that um, on your The face. benefits, it is proven that horse placenta has more than 300 essential nutrients and safe right. to use. It helps strengthen your skin, exfoliates dead skin, and naturally brightens your complexion. But there's other ways to take the same nutrients and ingest them. <laughs> you know what I mean? I would hope so. Yeah. Given the choice, I'd rather find yeah. some... Um, we should get an expert on. Yeah. Life has become a whole I bet, bunch I of bet you people mate, just... McKechnie would know, wouldn't he? No. No? I bet you well, would. Well, actually, actually yeah. You Text him know now. whether it's... Text him. Horse shit or not. Or <laughs> Text placenta. him right now and just say, is horse placenta a, um, a, a, an appropriate, a viable, viable therapy treatment, treatment yeah. okay. for injuries, or is it bullshit? Okay. Oh, but then that you're opening it up to... Yeah, maybe he'll go, well, we need to have a conversation. Well, about in that this. case, we'll bring oh, him on. No, no, no. I want a podcast just dedicated to horse placenta. You've already made this a nightmare Actually, for he Wonger. Should, he should He's going to change the category. Get Alex on, and he'll he'll go through the whole bubble experience. Yeah, you should do actually. It'd be interesting. Yeah. I, well, I, I want to hear about stem cell therapy. I want to hear about horse placenta. I want to hear about bubbles. I want to hear about what the hell happened to Pascal Siakam. Siakam? And Kawhi. What the hell happened to Kawhi? <laughs> Didn't have Alex. Therapy, or is it bullshit? All right, we've got, we've got, we've got ten minutes left of this podcast. No, Hopefully, a, Alex will get back. Ma- to I'm sure the listeners loved kind of hearing that. Alex McKenney, for those who don't know, is, yeah. is is the brains behind uh, the the medical side of the Toronto Raptors, and made Kawhi Leonard amazing for one year, yeah, and then a failure the next. Load management. Yep, that's Alex McKenney's. He phrased it. <laughs> <laughs> what, did he did he actually coin the term himself? Yeah. Oh wow! I mean, uh, obviously the process. Um, he was probably the, the most hated man, and then the well, most loved man. Well, there was a lot man. for him to deal with. Like as a first of all signing, and was he was he going to be fit because he had only played I think nine games of previous season? Exactly nine. Yeah. Is just you know we're trading away our, our right? best player, so yeah. a lot of pressure on Alex to say whether is he going to stand up, right? And with load management and managing the season. And being prepared for when it matters on the first day of the playoffs and playing every other day through the rest of the season, that was the goal. Mm. Managed it perfectly. Here's a great social idea. He's for probably you. golfing. Yeah, probably. <laughs> put a put a poll on Twitter after you post this. Who's under the most pressure? Strikers, goalkeepers, or Alex McKechnie? Who Fair feels enough. the most pressure? Okay. We'll Who feels that. the most pressure? We'll yeah. do that. I, mean, yeah, I, don't, it, I don't know Alex very, very well, but he doesn't seem a very a guy that's under much pressure. He seems pretty chill. Yeah, um, fair to say. yeah, I was a little concerned him with him down there, you know, mentally. I thought he might be a little having some trouble. He's like, no, I golf 45 rounds in 60 days. <laughs> <laughs> then he snuck you and in gets, for a cuddle. He, and as a Scotsman, he's, he's more happy that he gets six free balls every round, <laughs> brand new ones. And he's only he says, you know, Max, I'm going to use three. So you can imagine how many sleeves he's got. <laughs> Highly paid. Sports. Yeah, he can afford his own golf balls, and he's just so happy that he's <laughs> he gets a half a dozen new ones every hey, day. Listen, even the what rich like a bargain. Although when he did come on our show, it was the same night he showed us the text. We can talk about it now that he got his job offer at that Can US after that podcast. He got his job offer from MLSC to stick around. That's right. So that was pretty That's cool. That's right, yeah. yeah. So it's you're tied together forever. It's because of well, us, kind of, that. Not really. Job but, offer, right? 
maybe after they uh well they sorted out Nick Nurse, he's got the contract, long contract. Who's the next the Masai and then yeah. look down the list and that's Bobby Webster, then Masai. And then maybe Yeah, because Masai said he wanted to take care of Bobby and Nick before he worries about negotiating with his You should stuff. start like a basketball podcast. Two. <laughs> Jim Ratson joins there the basketball Give it a podcast. Whirl, How about we do a shout out for that? It is outstanding. Again, what's it called? Jim Rats and Joints. I like that. It's a great name, actually. Thanks, man. It's very good. Is that your Appreciate idea? It, it was. Oh, surprising. Yeah. Thanks, man. Quite creative you, aren't you? Oh, sometimes, I imagine. You just... Just yeah. things come off my brain. Yeah. Do you think in their contract extensions, be it Messiah, be it Bobby Webster, be it whoever Nick Nurse, is there um, an area there where they talk about how much horse placenta they are allowed? We're going to find out. Yeah, yeah. this is, this is the big golf. thing. I just hope that he's not playing golf and he can reply before this ends. And <laughs> I see you with the phone out. He's probably wondering. About like, that's just right out of left field. Right? Is he back like, yet? <laughs> is he back in Toronto or in no, Vancouver? No, he, he just went straight to Vancouver. Right. Because I was going to pick him up at the airport, but I couldn't because I was actually working on that Saturday. But Doesn't he, he have to be quarantined for 14 days? Yes. Oh, yeah. Okay. All this time, we haven't talked about all three of you have been CPLing it, the Island Games. B did his play-by-play. Great job, by the way, B. Throwing it Outstanding. in. Craig was on CBC. You were on one's media, One Soccer. That's right. How was that? What was the? How do you guys feel about it? It was great. I, I really enjoyed it. I mean, in fairness, I didn't cover much CPL. A little bit here and there. Interviewed the commissioner. Generally speaking, the show that I was on and Craig was on a lot, of course, One Nation was football in general, right? These guys were more CPL-specific, Craig and CBC, and B, yeah. of course, calling the games. Charm's going to name you three players. <laughs> I could, but don't test me. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. He'd, Actually, he'd maybe a, if, if I, I bloody ten, could. <laughs> 10, you'd be struggling. He'd get all the Eastern European names correct, though. He would. Yeah. With the, the itches over X. Yeah. I watched a lot of the games. Actually. It was, you know, all in all, it was definitely worthwhile doing. I think the CPL and everybody with a shoestring budget put together a pretty good show. I think from a broadcast standpoint, they did a really good it job up slick, there. I thought, yeah. Player Tetro and those guys out there that were in the bubble for all that time. Mm-hmm. It did look slick. I think it, it did. a huge success that they were able to pull it off. And, you know, a legit, it, it counts as a, a legit season to me. Obviously mm-hmm. abbreviated, and, and you, you'd hope to never be in this situation again where you only have some teams playing seven games in a, in a whole yeah. calendar year. But yeah. to have put together... A four TV uh, entertaining package. Yeah. I thought it was it was very good. I like it. And the What's, quality was. How did how did you do the? Uh, you did your play by play. How did you approach the work? Because these guys, like we said in the elevator, you might know five of them. How did you know all their names? How did you, what was your approach for broadcast? There was a lot of coaches chats. Um, there was a there was a lot of lot of reading. I would find myself going down these wormholes and. Hope that Wikipedia pages were better than Dave Portnoy or who was it you were looking Putney. at? Putney, Trevor. Apologies. I think I Dave Putney. I think Dave Portnoy is the head oh, of head of Bar Down. Bar down. No, no, sports. Barstool sports. Barstool, excuse me. Um, Douchebag. So yeah, I was a, a lot of local reading. I, f- I find, and uh, but that's where, where you found a ton of information. You know, the League One Ontario site had a uh, plenty of stories of these yeah. guys and not moments, easy though because. Like the information on these players isn't 
you know, it's, it's easier to do it. You could do a Premier League game in five minutes. You know, you just information's everywhere, and then you just have it constantly coming at you if you wanted to keep your computer open. But these guys, obviously, the information's not ideal. So, I mean, I mentioned to the commissioner, Klanikin, that you should do a good job. Get somebody in the PR to feed the guys doing that with some human interest stories, you know, some background mm-hmm. stories. Because, like, what are you going to talk about? Well, he was at TFC's U team and... Vancouver's U team and well, some why of those guys have great stories because I mean they've, they've gone they've, a lot of those guys obviously not so much the young guys but a lot of those players have been around so to speak you know in professional football yeah and it's it's not a tough gig not an easy gig yeah. sorry it's very hard for them right and but all those guys you think where where would they all be playing they would just disappear they would just kind of they might not be playing right they would no they a wouldn't lot of be. them wouldn't be playing no yeah. and then for I really think it's great. I think the MLS team should use it with their young players, put them in that professional environment. I know the league's kind of like they don't want to go that way, but why not? Yeah. You know, let's be fair. It's a development league. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. And that's fine. Yeah. It can fine. be successful. If they, hey, if the three or four guys come out of this tournament and they get bigger contracts wherever in some other league, good for them. Yeah, I think that's what the league want as well. I mean, ideally, that, right. that advertises the league when they can sell, you know, good players for, for a fee. Yeah. That just will encourage more players to try the CPL and make it more relevant. And does does Hamilton Forge get to take part in the Canadian Championships? They're playing TFC in the yeah, final this year, this year. Fucking cool is that? It's amazing. Yeah. But it's really good. <laughs> and now. they're not a bad side, by the way. They're a good team. They're balanced. They're so right? deep. They're right? balanced, which yeah. is, yeah, they are deep. And, and Bobby Smyrny Otis? How yeah. good? Are, I mean, said so at the CBC, it's just giving these guys an opportunity because. We don't give them opportunities, Canadians, in our own country. They're not going to get chances anywhere else. That's yeah. for sure. Because mm-hmm. we just don't, you know, we're just not in that, this is the perception thing again, right? So, Well, we saw last year, we saw some of the CPL teams give the MLS teams a real run for their money. Vancouver lost to the Cavalry, for example. Oh, right. yeah. if, and if Montreal or Vancouver would have, say, snuck through that, Montreal. York Nine should have been yeah. in Montreal. Venice yeah. lost I would year, take right? I would take Cavalry or Forge over Vancouver at the moment. <laughs> Think about that. <laughs> Yeah, in a one-off game, in a one-off, like well, y- you look at how well that that Forge played too. Is it, because you know it, it's almost as if they just dangle. Bobby Smirnyonis is so smart that he just dangles doubt out there for everyone else, constantly tinkering with his lineup. You know, to make you wonder. Well, I don't know what his best eleven is. Like, yeah. has he seen it yet? Will Will we be able to see it? Are there yeah. injuries? What What are you dealing with? I don't and then even know final. if he knows what his best eleven is. Uh, you know, but it, but uh, but he also doesn't need to because he's got a best eighteen that right. he could that he could run through. Oh and yeah, there's and not they, too many managers at any they level. They drilled like they, that. Akeem Garcia up front, obviously the main threat for Halifax. Morelli, yeah. and they've done really really well as a tandem. They just. Don't give them any wide play. Don't give them like force everything in the middle. They shut them congest. down. Congest, and yep. they and they were doing the tactical fouls late in the game where they were just like hustle, 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 mm. foul, hustle, 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 foul. Yeah. It was just it, like we've seen massive teams try to do that. I think the the really Pep exciting, does that. A really exciting thing too, and uh, as evidence was in that final with the Canadian Premier League, is you see the experience of David Edgar, who's played in the Premier League, obviously scored scored right. in the Premier League. Um, the, the, the Belgian players who have some more international experience yeah. mixed around these Canadian players who have had opportunities or not had the biggest opportunities. Mo Babouli was an absolute star. You, you could have given man of the match. Honors could have been. Um, and, he was and you, great. There were periods in that tournament where you thought, ah, oh, this this might be the end of uh, end of the road for Mo. He's he's not been able to show. Well, he was trying to play for the the arena thing that fell apart. My God, his quality though, and you can see exactly why adding him into that side. Yeah. It's, uh, 
Kyle Becker should be playing at a higher level, I think. I think he should be get a, an MLS job right? again, yeah. I think Cer- he should get a certainly phone call. a squad player. Yeah. But, I mean, it wouldn't cost you much. Who knows? Well, well, Marco good, Bustos. good guy, good professional. Marco Sup- Bustos. Superb. Yeah, absolute quality uh, player in, in that league. and it's, it's In that league. I, I wonder about his, like, intelligence and, and once you get up against some defenders that know how to play you. But wouldn't, wouldn't an MLS you. team, for example, at least take a flyer on him and say, "Listen, we're going to at least invite this well, guy." They to haven't, camp. have they? No, I know. And he's got, and he's playing like he's got something to prove because he's like thinks he's been left out. Yeah, this could have been a good window for that. I yeah, know. I think I think that this is he physically strong enough. I wondered that as well, and it's there's a lot of you know smaller wingers in in football at every level. Yeah, but but they're, they're not necessarily MLS, weak. But in and in thinking about MLS though, I I I I don't know. There's some there's something I, I see this these towering defenders um, that would make him look considerably smaller. And I, I I wonder if that's why he hasn't made the jump already, and why he, he hasn't had the phone calls yet. But I mean, absolute quality player. Yeah, uh, he really is lethal left foot. Yeah, um, yeah. Marco Bustos should get a phone call. And uh, and with the strange times that we're in now, um, maybe maybe he's. You know, been able to use that stage and, and we'll get right. that phone call. Yeah. Well, as, as important one. as seeing a, a player take the next step, I think when you start seeing the coaches take a step as well, that's really important. Yeah. Bobby Smirniotis has come through the academy system with the Sigma and now gets a gig yeah. at the CPL. And listen, give him some more time. But I mean, and he had a head start because he knew those players so well. Yeah, they, they know he's him. Trenched in, in Canadian soccer. Ontario soccer in particular. Absolutely right? is. But yeah. why not give these guys a chance? Yeah. You know, he's an ambitious guy. You know, he spent a lot of time in Europe. You know, with Ajax in particular. Um, you know, at wh- what point will they be given an opportunity at a you know bigger club, bigger league to showcase yeah. their their ability? I think that that'll be exciting, and that's that's a great um, great level th- that the league should be aspiring to. Where it's not just the players that are yeah. getting promoted and have an opportunity, but the coaches as well to apply their trade at home. Yeah, it's huge. And try, I mean, professionally. No disrespect to Vanny or that at all, um, but. Why not in Canada? Why aren't we promoting our yep. Canadian coaches? Yep. Plenty of them out there. Uh, great playing experience. Good. Yeah. I mean, Nick Dazovich is a good example of pro license. Mm-hmm. Good manager. Great with great with kids. Great. I mean, he's with the Whitecaps set up, you know. But but when when Toronto was really sucking, and they went basically to the league, yeah, and said we need help after making so many bad decisions for five years. The league were like, perfect. Yeah. We're going to be Bresnichenko, who did a great job, but it's like we're going to give these opportunities to Americans, Vanny. And, yeah. you know, so it became almost, it's an American club mm-hmm. in Canada. Do the, the owners care? They don't give a shit. They don't know when they're winning. <laughs> no, when they're winning. Right. right. And developing Canadian, don't care. But when, when Vanny leaves eventually, and at some point he'll probably you know want a new challenge, yeah. right? Um the club's already got its foundation. It's a successful club with good players. Yeah. Great opportunity to bring in a, a quality Canadian coach. Mm-hmm. I hope they do. I really do. Danny Dicchio might be Canadian by hey, then. Hey, Zanis <laughs> has got his chance in Vancouver, but, I mean, just shows you sort of how well Carl Robinson actually did with that, you know, with he had, what he had to deal with. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. No superstars. Just being out there, yeah. All right, guys, uh, this podcast went, like, nowhere where I thought it would go, which is good. It's a good podcast, actually. It's been one of the stranger ones, I think. Yeah, and uh, fastest hour. I know. 
It did fly by. When you talk about yeah, when you, when you talk about Dunlop's father's exploits in auto racing, it tends yeah. to just yeah, and that's evaporate. you know that's going to just draw in the audience curling. As well. So I'm one uh, sixteenth Portuguese, just so you know. Oh wow, Manuel is my family's last name on that side. He's one sixteenth everything. I am. <laughs> Keep your daughters at home. <laughs> I must say that test. Was it called the test? Being a creep as 23 well. 23 and me is what we and used. Me. Yeah. Like family. Yeah. His, daughter, his, daughters, daughters, are, his daughters are just like cover the globe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Different. Sub-Saharan is the only part we have, don't have. Sub-Saharan? Yeah. Sub-Saharan. So, well, you're kind of. Well, you, but we have Madagascar and the north well, of sub- Africa. So what was Sub-Saharan? So, Sub-Saharan. Like, yeah. What is that? Is it? Uh, like full yeah. African. In the desert? Yeah. Like full African. That part. Tune into uh, next week's podcast yeah, where we exactly. explain deserts and geography to yeah, James. Exactly. Sub Saharan? Sub Sahara. Oh, Saharan. Yeah, Sub Sahara. Sahara. I thought it said Sub Saharan, though. Yeah. It's your accent. Oh, yeah. That's right. <laughs> Too strong. Was just, that was a Portuguese. My French Canadian, <laughs> Canadian Chinese yeah. Ottawa accent. <laughs> so Sub Sahara. Or sub-Saharan would be fun as well, <laughs> I would imagine. I want to speak to Jeff and see if I can sub in to do the intro for that. You can. For well, that I show when you... Hey, on this podcast, James talks about geography. <laughs> <laughs> the sub-Saharan. <laughs> so, that, is that what medication you're on? Sense, people. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, we've got to go. Cause I, I gotta you got to go. learn anything you outside go. of football. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm just focused Thank so much God. on... Thank yeah. God. should be a warning. Do not... Listen to anything. Well, thanks a lot, BD, for showing up. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Thanks yeah. for pinch hitting for uh, great. Dickio. You make this go easy. Did you enjoy your play-by-play? I did, honestly. Yeah. yeah, it was great. Not having a color guy, would you probably find it easier just having a little respite? In, in a way, I feel like whatever the next experience will be, uh, you know, will, will be easier in having someone next to you and then doing it live. Um, I, I really think, you know, doing it off of mm-hmm. tube is uh, it was a baptism by fire that I really enjoyed. Yeah. So. I'm excited to see you. Just when they, they, when you work with other people, it's just them as well when they come in. And finding the timing, yeah. You know, just finding timing and knowing each other well enough to know the gaps and, you know. But I would think it'd be easier having somebody else to lean on sometimes. Just to just to bounce off of, I think, or even the, while they're chatting, you can just. There were definitely times where I noticed. I'm like, ah, oh, my body language is I'm just talking to myself, and the, you know, leaning, falling to one side. You'd flip a paper here and realize, oh, I've just been talking to myself for 47 minutes. <laughs> Never done that before. <laughs> Never How done bizarre. That before. Non-stop. I, I really enjoyed it. It was a, it was a cool experience. Good yeah, job, man. That's not easy. Um, no fans to feed off the energy. Stuck in the booth by yourself. That is a challenge. So well done. Need more Portuguese guys to score yeah. golasos though. Because if you were actually at a York Nine game in the crowd, it's a big insane. difference. <laughs> <laughs> all seven of them. Yeah, all, all their mums and dads. It is a few thousand. Yeah. yeah. Next season, Dylan joking. Carrero owes me. <laughs> <us>. <laughs> you, you can say that because you have mates of Jimmy, so you can make fun of them. Uh, oh, Jimmy's going to do okay. Yeah. Dylan Carrero owes me a golasso next season. I've told him. <laughs> All right, guys. Hope you enjoyed that, everyone. Uh, thank you, Brendan. Thank you, Craig. Thank you. Uh, what's your name again? Wonger. That's it. And JC, uh, Deech is back next week, we assume. You never uh, know. I'm James. Cheers for listening. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bolinbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.